0: Welcome to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update, the business of natural health. Whether you're working full-time in clinic, if it's your side hustle, or if you're thinking about starting a business in natural health, this podcast is for you. Your host, naturopath and educator, Lawrence Katziris, will interview industry experts to share easy-to-consume expert updates. With the help of the experts, Lawrence will aim to simplify some of the more confusing questions that emerge when running a business, so you can get on with the more important things.
1: Hi, and welcome to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update, the show that speaks to industry experts and covers various topics around the business of natural health. I'm your host, Lawrence, and today is part three of our series on simplifying research for natural health practitioners with naturopath and researcher Vanessa Vigar. In our previous episodes, Vanessa talked us on her journey on becoming a researcher and gave us insights into some of the projects she's currently working on, as well as advice for practitioners interested in working as a researcher. So if you haven't heard those episodes, I do recommend that you go and have a listen. Today, in our final episode of the series, it's probably one of the most important for you, and it can be an area that many practitioners don't feel comfortable about, running research in your own clinic and the benefits of doing so. Vanessa, we're very excited to have you again on the show with us today, so thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks, Lawrence. Happy to be back for this final episode.
1: Now, probably the best place to start with this is why would you recommend the practitioners get involved in research? Like running a case studies, for example, what's the benefits to me as a practitioner of running such research in my clinic?
0: Well, I think it can be hugely beneficial for practitioners to conduct their own research. Firstly, it, it gives them confidence in the treatments that they're providing, you know, assuming this, that is that the research has a positive outcome. Um, But secondly, it can increase their research skills and and their understanding of research that they're reading. And thirdly, it can also be another string to their practitioner bow, you know, like being a researcher practitioner. It could also be the the start of a larger research journey that the practitioner might decide to take. So maybe an honours project or a PhD to follow. You know, they can um, get to the point where they're publishing in journals and it can be a real boost to their credentials as a naturopath and the way that they're perceived in the industry as
1: well for sure i think it definitely adds to their profile like if you start seeing that people have been published in papers and they're an experienced clinician like it certainly is another valuable string to their bow and even as a value to your business in promoting yourself as a practitioner like it's another avenue to to add to adding i guess like you said the credibility to you as a practitioner so Mm. i think that maybe To start with a lot of people listening might think that sounds great I agree but that may be like it's a huge undertaking and it might sound a little overwhelming so if a practitioner was interested in running their own research where do you suggest that they start
0: yeah well it can sound overwhelming but really what the practitioner is doing is actually just documenting what they're already doing in practice and if the systems are set up well in order to collect and record that information, then it doesn't have to be an onerous kind of addition to their regular practice. Um, So really like a case series is a great place to start. So assuming that the practitioner is wanting to look at the effect of a particular treatment for a particular condition or symptom, then the simplest way to answer that question would be to treat a number of people with that condition or symptom in the same way and to record the outcomes. So if a practitioner treats one person in a certain way like that and the results are reported, this is called a case study. But when several people are treated consecutively and the results are reported together, then this becomes a case series. So how the practitioner would like to use the results of that research will determine the kind of degree of planning that they'll need to put in place before they start. If it's just for their own personal interest, perhaps to see how clinically effective one of their treatments really is for a condition then the level of planning and rigour is going to be a lot less than if they're, say, wanting to publish or to present the results of their findings.
1: If they're wanting to present those results, like, where can practitioners get more information on how to be planning out those elements to, to do a case series or to undertake any type of research like this?
0: Yep. So any practitioner that's interested in conducting a case series or, or even an in-clinic trial... That, that would be suitable to publish, they can get in touch with me and I can help them to set the research up in the right way because there's several things to get right in that design phase of the study that can really make the difference between having worthwhile data at the end and results that are just simply not meaningful. So. For example, choosing the right questions to ask and the right things to measure is is very important. So in in most areas, there are validated research questionnaires for specific conditions, then these should generally be used in preference to, for example, a set of questions that the practitioner has designed themselves. Uh, The practitioner will need to choose the best biochemical test to show a treatment effect and there may be a wide range of appropriate or possible tests that can help to determine whether the treatment's been effective. So you don't always need to use a a blood test or a urine test to show results. The study can be completely questionnaire-based, but a well-chosen test can provide an additional and also usually a higher level of evidence. So setting up the guidelines and the rules of the study before the patients get started is really important. It's it's you know it's especially important that the information collected is not clouded by individual patients doing different things during that study time frame this makes it easier to attribute the results that are found to the intervention of interest and takes out some of those some of those confounders it's it's also important to have, for the practitioner to have an understanding of how they're going to analyze the results after the data has been collected So there's many different ways to analyse and interpret data. Some of these are going to be much more appropriate than others. Um, Setting up study forms and processes to help the study run smoothly and to ensure that all of the relevant information is collected from every single patient is also really important. Um, And yeah, if the practitioner is wanting to publish the results from their research, they may also need to have ethics approval prior to starting the project. So there's quite a few things to think about um, in order to set the research up in the correct way.
1: Definitely. It sounds um, a little bit complicated in some senses, but you've given a really good breakdown of the important steps that practitioners need to be aware of. And thank you so much for making yourself available to practitioners to help with guiding them through that. We'll include your email address in the show notes for anyone who's interested, and then they can get in contact with you if that's okay. Absolutely. So, in terms of those basic steps in starting up the research, what are, would you mind stepping us through, like, what are those first foundational important steps that kick it all off?
0: Yeah, so the first and most important step is always going to be the research plan. Good planning is, you know, imperative to getting good results. So first, the practitioner will need to define exactly what it is that they're wanting to look at. And the best way to do that is to formulate a research question. So this one question should encompass, you know, the whole crux of the study. And the more precise it is, the better. So instead of saying, for example, does product X improve mood, you might say, you know, does product X reduce anxiety in premenopausal women with high levels of stress? So really defining out exactly what you're wanting to look at, who you're wanting to look at it in and what kind of additional factors might be involved in that group. Defining the the parameters of the group of people that you want to include, it's it's best if the individuals within the group are are very similar. So for example, you don't want a group of people that have a completely different body composition uh, or over a really broad range of ages. If they've got really different symptom profiles, or medication intakes, or different comorbidities, that that makes it really difficult to see why some people have responded to the treatment and some people haven't, because there's just too many confounding factors. So what do they need to? The practitioner will need to do there is to create a basic eligibility and exclusion criteria. So this is pretty much a list of non-negotiables. That the patient must or must not have in order to be included in the case series. The practitioner will need to research the best way to demonstrate the change that they're looking for. Ideally, like I said, with a a research validated questionnaire or an appropriate biochemical test. So for example, if the practitioner was looking to demonstrate a change in anxiety, they might wanna use the depression anxiety stress scale, which is the DAS-21 or something like the Hamilton Anxiety Index, which are both validated questionnaires for looking specifically at anxiety. The practitioner will need to set up all of the guidelines and processes that need to be followed and completed with every single patient that's eligible to be included in the study. It's important that practitioners understand that they can't be selective (laughs) about who they include if you're conducting a case series. So once those parameters are set, all of the eligible patients that fit the criteria for the study, they should all be included in the data um, that's recorded for that case series. It's also a good idea for the practitioner to have an idea of the number of people that they'd like to include before they start. The more people that that can be included, obviously the stronger the results will be. A, A case series of 20 people is much better than a case series of three, for example. So yeah, there's a few different steps there which, which need to be thought about to set the research up in the right
1: way. Thank you. Now, if practitioners are wanting to work with Integris R&D department to conduct their own research, are there opportunities for them to do that?
0: Absolutely, yep. So any practitioner who's got a burning idea that they really would like to study, that they'd like to run in their clinic, if it utilizes an Integris product, then we'll be more than happy to work with them to help design and set up the study. So Integria can provide research support in the form of providing products and patient testing, as well as we can work with the practitioner to set up a study design and work out how to implement that design and also the analysis of the data that's collected at the end of the study. So yeah, we can provide quite a bit of support there for practitioners who are willing to or wanting to um, conduct research in their own clinic because, you know, we think it's a great thing for practitioners to get involved in research. Um, that real world type of research is actually gaining a lot more credibility in the research world um, and when it's well conducted, it can provide a lot of really valuable information. So it's a win-win for Integria to work with practitioners in this way. It's it's great for us to be collecting that sort of information on, you know, real-world research on our products. And it's also great for the practitioner to be able to learn those research skills, to be able to conduct that themselves in their clinic, you know, like like we were talking earlier, to improve their, their credibility and their status as a practitioner. Um, yeah, so... Anybody who's listening who has a burning research question that they would like to investigate please get in touch.
1: Thanks Vanessa, I think it's really generous and and important for the industry about you know making yourself available and what you're doing and in integrity with networking with practitioners to help boost their credibility, boost the research for the industry and I guess all collectively helping to advance what we have is in the evidence base of natural medicine. So thank you so much. I think that's probably a really great point to leave this. That's like always, you've given a really thoroughly informative summary. So thanks so much for outlining the steps involved, how practitioners can get involved in running their own research, the avenues that they've got for doing so, and again, for for yourself and Integria supporting them in doing that. So thanks again for joining me on the show.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, Lawrence. Thanks for having me.
1: So we'll include Vanessa's email address in the show notes and uh, any other collaborative material. And thank you so much for listening to Eagle Clinical Expert Update. With the help of researcher Vanessa Vigar, we hope that we've helped to simplify some of the more confusing areas and questions that emerge when running a small business that can allow you to get on with the more important things.
0: Thank you for listening to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update. For further information and show notes, visit the Eagle Natural Health website at eaglenaturalhealth.com.au. If you have a topic that you would like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on the Eagle website or message us through our social media pages. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest episodes.